There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. First on the show today, I want to begin with Esther. And Esther is a single mom with three children, one of whom is our daughter, who's 16, going into fifth year in a local second level school here in the northeast. Sadly, folks, her daughter has been the victim of online bullying now for some time. It's a shocking story. Earlier today, I spoke with Esther, who told me the complete story, beginning by describing her daughter, what she's like as a young woman. It's my girl, beautiful, friendly, caring, like she's one of those amazing children you find she loves to help people. She care about people. You know, like if you have a problem, let me tell you, she's going to buy your problem, you know. She's one of those. She's not a troublemaker. You know, she stand up for other people. And uh, maybe that's why. But she's just the nicest girl. I'm not just saying because she's my daughter, but she's one of those nice ones you, you will find as a child. Because I've never had any problem with her. And she's a teenager, you know. She doesn't drink. She doesn't just hang around outside with friends and stay late. You know, she's a good girl. And her circle of friends, has she a good circle of friends? She doesn't even have many. I think she has about two or three, and they're all good kids as well. You know, as far as I know, you know, it comes to own children, but as far as I know and what I see. Tell me the story of bullying. When did this bullying begin? I think when she started, according to the conversation me and her had the other day, it started when she was in first year. Okay, I know the past few months she says to me, okay, this group of girls, they create a group chat and they've been saying all these things and she showed me the message, she was crying and I said, listen, okay? I said, people, we're living in a cruel world, don't take it personal. Yeah, I said, just be strong. They just want to break you down, okay? And look at you. You do nothing to them, okay? So let it go. We're living in a cruel world. They are bored, okay? They are bullies. Don't give them the pleasure. So she deactivated her account that time, but other girls keep calling her like, oh, these girls are still saying this, these girls are still saying that. And I say, just say anyone that call you. That when they want to bring that topic, tell them you're not interested. So it stopped for a little while. Then they started it again. Like, so it's been going on for so long that, like, I don't even know what to do because I think sometimes you talk to kids, maybe they are listening. So I think maybe she kind of, she, she pretended as if she was listening to what I was saying, but she did not take it. She didn't take what I was saying. And I thought she was okay. But it got into her hard and even more than what I could even expect, even for her to do what she did. 
Now, come back for a second. This began in first year, so it's been going on a number of years because she's moving into fifth year in school now. Yes, because even in school before, she's had issues with girls in school. I've been in school, you see. I've been in the school before, you know, because she's not a troublemaker, you know. Even the teachers one day, I remember one of the teachers in second year, they go, they know she's such a happy girl, but recently, like, you know, they say she's just so moody, so sad. And I said to them, there are a lot of things going on in the school. Every time, you know, like, they don't react to it, you know. You keep talking and you keep talking. The school does nothing. And then I end up with an overdose child. So really, this has uh, come to a head, so to speak, in, in recent times. Um, you mentioned social media there. She came off social media. What platforms on social media was she using where this bullying was happening? Instagram. The, the, the way they keep creating the group chat was the Instagram way. Instagram was the main one. And what were they saying to her? Did you see some of these um, comments that were being posted? Yeah, they call her fat, which is not. They call her ugly, which is not. They call her a fagin, like like the names they call her. Oh my God! It's like they say, "Who does she think she is?" Because she's mixed, you know. Like oh, they're like terrible, terrible things. They like, go go kill yourself, you know. I, I know some kids are strong, but she's just so sensitive. She's a sensitive child that takes everything in, and you know she's too sensitive. You mentioned the word mixed there. She is a mixed race child. Where, yeah. where is this bullying coming from? Do you know these individuals? Does she know who they are? She knows all of them. They are from her school girls that she doesn't even talk to. That's the surprising part. And you have know? you raised this issue with the school authorities? Not right now, because especially the recent one, because of the whole cover thing. There's no way I can go to school and talk to them about it. Have you talked because to them in the past? Oh, in the past, no, yeah, in the past we had a conversation with the school in the past. Yeah, there was a time that she'd been, there was a time that she even had a panic attack in school. They called me, I was at work, I have to come, you know, only because, like she said, Mom, I don't want to go to that school. Mom, I don't want to go to the school, you know, because the bully that they keep giving her. And most of the time she doesn't tell me. That's even the worst part. She doesn't tell me most of the time what's going on. So it's just a shame. It's shocking to hear. It really is. You mentioned an incident that happened in recent days. Tell me what she did. We just also like a normal day having a barbecue with me, her and one of my sons and her friend and her friend's little sister. So I thought we we're having a great day. It was on Sunday, like nine days or ten days ago. So we're having a barbecue. I thought we're okay. So she came into the house in the living room. Uh, in the kitchen, I have a little cabin for medication. She came there, she took about, what, 20 painkillers or something. And then she went back out, and then that's according to what she was into the psychiatrist. It didn't work. Then she went to my room, I had some vitamins. She came again, took another, I don't know, 20, 30. Didn't work, and then came back and keep taking more. So when we finished barbecue, I just said, listen, she said she's going to her friends, they were going to go, she was going to sleep in, like, have a sleepover. I said, okay. So I said, okay, I'll just go upstairs now. Just two minutes later, the friends knock at my door. They go, no, they came upstairs into my room. They go, oh, Sarah says she overdosed. I'm like, what? I thought it was just a joke. I said, what? We were just having fun. She says, and then I run downstairs, and there she goes. She was like foam was coming out of her mouth. Her eyes was rolling back. So I didn't have a chance to call the ambulance. Just have to put her in the car and take her to the hospital. Yeah, when they ask her, she says she, she's sick and she's just tired. She prefers that she should die because they keep bullying her. They are not stopping. 
making making her face so sad all the time. She's sad because they don't want to leave her alone. This is shocking, upsetting, and I understand it's shocking to have your your child or your daughter in this situation. So this happened in recent days. She took an overdose when everything seemed to be fine. You were having a good time at the barbecue. You didn't suspect anything. And yet yeah. she did it right under your nose. Yeah. Yeah. All because of other girls of yeah. her age bullying her online. Yes. Are you just at a loss today to know what to do have you gone to anybody for help sought help where are you now yeah um in Kent like we went like yes we, we, we went to see psychiatrist no she's any good she's having all the help right now yeah they are really looking after her honestly they draw her to hospital like the tribe you know they send her straight they can't just see her straight up you know so at last, with this, it, it was really a cry for help, obviously, taking yeah. these tablets. You feel you are being helped now? Yes, yeah, she's getting the help she needs, you know, like, because I look at her now, she goes, Mom, I honestly like, won't do it again because it killed me. Like, it, it breaks me how I know other parents don't know what their kids are doing, you know. But these kids, I don't know why, why they're so, well, like, what's going on in these days of today? Why they find it? Why they think it's funny to laugh at other children, bully them, even create a group? Like, like what's going on? I think we parents need to keep an eye a lot on our children. See what they're doing with their phones, you know, educate them even more. How much they don't understand how they're hurting somebody. Because even I bet you these girls don't even know what they're really doing. Isn't that shocking to even contemplate that, that they think this is a bit of fun and they yeah. don't realise that they're pushing another yeah. young girl to the very edge here and they don't understand it. I think that's the, the the really sad and awful part of this. You're a single mum with three children and obviously you have to put food on the table, keep a roof over yeah. your head and you have to go to work. Are you really yeah. worried to leave her now? Oh my God, you have no idea. I end up putting cameras in the house, you know, just because uh, I have cameras in the house, like in the kitchen, in the living room, you know, and I would, when I'm at work, I would ask the brothers, I'm like, just just go say hi to her, see how she's doing, not like you're stalking her, you know, just just go talk to her or something, make sure that she's still breathing. I still wake up in the middle of the night to check on her, and I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I'm just, I'm panicked her now, but um. The good thing is, Alice, she's gonna she's gonna take a break and just go to the dad for a little while, and okay. they're gonna continue her help over there just for a little while, you know. The dad over there arranged her school there and the, uh, therapies and everything over there, so she's gonna just take a break for a while and start a new school over there and see how it goes for her. And does that mean leaving the country? Yes, just for a little while. You're telling me today that your daughter is being forced from her home from our friends, from our school, from our life here, to yeah. go to leave Ireland because of this? Yes. Yeah, that's what these kids are doing to other kids and they don't know what they're doing to parents like us. I know for them it's just fun, you know, just to mess with somebody, but for me this is reality, this is real. Because I'm the one that always watch my daughter die. And they don't even... Didn't, the thing they don't understand, they don't just get it. So, 
I know I'm going to go to the school when the school starts. I need to go talk to the principal. I'm like, okay. I know, I know some of the girls, but I just, they're just kids, you know, and I can't give anybody's name or whatever. I just need to go talk to the principal and tell her what happened. Why is she being singled out, do you think? This is one young woman that, honestly, if you meet my daughter, it's like there is no fault on her. She doesn't mingle herself mm. into the wrong crowd. Okay, she knows how to mind her business. She knows how to carry herself like a lady, honestly speaking. And she's a beautiful girl. And I don't know what kind of... Je- I know sometimes it's just all about jealousy sometimes, which I used to say to her, I said, Jesus, look at you, you're pretty. They're jealous of you, you know? I said, look at the amazing things you could do, you know? So you're a wonderful girl. Sometimes other girls don't like when you don't join their crowd, you know? When you don't want to belong with them. And that's one thing she doesn't do. And... They don't like it sometimes. Mm. Isn't that shocking to think that because you want to do your own thing or be your own person that you're singled out because you're not one of the crowd? Look, Esther, it's great to talk to you today, I have to say. You're very brave to come on and tell me your story and your daughter's story. I wish you well. I think you're in a better place listening to what you've said there than you were just some days ago. But it's shocking that your daughter has to leave her home, her mother, her friends and her country because of online bullying Take care of yourself and will you you pass on our good wishes to her? Thank you, I will. Shocking story, isn't it, folks? It really is. That young girl, imagine under the eye and watch of her mother in her home, seemed to be enjoying the day and took that overdose. A cry for help. It's unbelievable. And, And she's going to stay with her dad now she's going to the UK I can tell you uh, she's not going back to school to the second level school here in the northeast that she attends she just can't go back it's as simple as that does it ring a bell with anybody out there have you experienced the same have you a child who's gone through this have you been the victim of online bullying yourself if you have I'd love to hear from you on the show Give me a shout. Send me a message if you like. 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number. Or you can call in if you want to leave your details, if you'd like a call back from us to 1850-715-958. And don't forget, you can always reach us on Late Lunch by emailing us, latelunch at lmfm.ie. If you have a story, if you've something related to this and you want to maybe get into a little more detail on it late lunch at lmfm.ie is the email address and we're always delighted to hear from you but i have to say i've i've been listening back to it again even do i did the interview earlier today and sometimes when you're in the middle of an interview you know you're in the moment and to sit back like yourselves and listen to that just now and listen to what that young girl has gone through and that started in first year in the school and she's now going into fifth year And it's continued. And you heard the mum saying there as well, she's been to the school. Now, look, we can't turn to the school for everything. And I think I picked something out of the interview that Esther said there. I think it's so important for everybody, if you're a parent, if you're looking after children. It really is our responsibility as adults to be aware and watch for this and keep an eye. Now, I know it's not always easy. They hide their phones and they have their own phones and they have different phones and secret identities. You don't know who they are online, but... We've got to become more aware as parents.
Now, I'm no expert in this, I have to say, but I'm shocked to hear that story and the way Esther told it today. And we're coming back to this on Late Lunch because a little later on, Shane Dunphy, you know Shane, he's been with me a number of times on the show. He is an expert in this field. And he's been listening to the interview there as well. And he's coming back, coming on to the show a little bit later to talk about the interview. And I, I hope he'll be able to direct you and I as parents as to what we can do or how can we help or intervene here. My God, it's a shocking situation, isn't it? 16 years of age to end your life because other people take the social media to destroy you. God be with the day when we're in the schoolyard. And if you got a thump and gave a thump or somebody bullied you or that, you, you faced out to it. And it was scary, I have to say. But this online thing is so subtle, so secretive, so nasty. It's shocking. It really is. If you have something to say, remember the numbers. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me now. Back in a moment with our laugh today. Thank you so much, Anne. Heartbreaking interview, Jerry. Shame on those responsible. I know from personal experience how familiar this is. The school involved is a disgrace. Well done for highlighting it today, Jerry. Mary's been on to say, I'm blubbering here. The tears are running down my face, Jerry, listening to that poor woman. God bless her and her child and thank her for telling her story this afternoon. We are coming back to this, folks, because Shane Dunphy, who's a child protection consultant, is joining us on the show round about half past two. And I'm hoping he can guide us here. He's listened to the interview and he's coming on to chat about it. Hi, Jerry. I know how that lady feels. I was bullied myself as a teenager. I was 14 years of age, starting secondary school. I had no friends. I tried to make friends. But they wouldn't make friends with me. I was left on my own and I had to leave the school in the end. And ever since, I've been stigmatised. Neighbours and people call me shocking names. That comes in from a listener in the Kells area today, isn't it? Just desperate to contemplate that, that that lady, going back all those years, 14 years of age, and she carries it with her today. It's not right. It really is not right. My word, yes. Uh, certainly uh, our interview top of the show with Esther about our daughter, our 16-year-old daughter, due to go into fifth year in a secondary school here in the North East. We listened to Esther's story uh, earlier on in the show and my word, we've had some reaction. I have another, uh, so many messages here. I'll just try and pick through them. Here's another one that says, Thanks, Jerry. I am employed 21 years in the civil service and for the last year pre-COVID, I have experienced awful bullying in my workplace. That poor girl listening to her mum earlier brought it all back to me. Teachers, bosses don't want to know, unfortunately. You have to fit in a box and be cool to be accepted to not become a victim of bullying. I told you we were coming back to it and I couldn't have a better man to talk to. He's a very good friend of ours on Late Lunch. We've met him in a numerous guises as an author, journalist, musician, teacher. He's a dad, but today he has his hat on as a professional child protection worker. I'm delighted to say hello to Shane Dunphy. Shane, hello. Hi, Jerry. How are you? You've listened to Esther's interview, as our I listeners did. have this afternoon. Your impressions first, please. Okay, well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say how sorry I am that this happened to this young girl. Uh, bullying is never okay. There's um, bullshit, if you pardon my French, that gets bandied around, that it can be character building and toughens us up. It's nonsense. It's just not okay. Um, 
The other thing, and I think it's a really important point to make, is that bullying can be really, really severely damaging. And an awful lot of people need to get therapy to get over it. And we need to keep that in mind. You know, some things are too tough to get over by yourself. And it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to seek professional help. Um, I just want to kind of talk to Esther, I suppose, for a moment. Um, As a parent, what can you do to support your child through things like this when they occur? And it sounds like Esther has been doing an amazing job in trying to support her daughter. Uh, but, But for other parents that are listening, I think the first thing and the most important thing that we can do is just listen. Sometimes what our kids need is for us to just sit there and hear them hear what it is that they're saying. Um, you know, and there's no magical response that you can make that, that that's going to make what's happened all right for them, you know? An appropriate response is, I, I'm really sorry. That must have been really tough for you to go through. I know you must be hurting now. It's important to validate what's been going on. Mm. Don't try to minimize it. This is awful bloody stuff. So don't try to minimize it. Um, The other thing that I think is really critical for everybody listening is we need always to address this issue to the relevant authority. Whoever's in charge, I just heard you talking there about some a listener who's been working in the public sector and who's experienced bullying in the workplace. You know, that needs to be flagged up to whoever's in charge. So in, in Esther's case, you know, absolutely, I know she has spoken to the school. Speak to them again. Keep on going back to them. It doesn't matter if it's happening on social media. Uh, the fact is, it's happening as a result of what, you know, of the fact that her daughter's in the school. And if it's on social media, then there's evidence and the girls that are responsible can be tracked down and should be disciplined by the school. All schools now have anti-bullying policies. Remind them of this. The fact that, that Esther and her family are talking about actually leaving the country to get away from this, I think is absolutely scandalous. You know, mm. um, the, the school should be responding and should be, should be tracking these girls down using social media accounts and holding them to account. Um, Esther said that it's happening on Instagram. You know, all social media accounts have policies around this stuff, too. Contact Instagram, flag up the accounts where this is taking place and ask them to do something about it as well. You know, I think that that's absolutely appropriate. Um, Online harassment is a crime. But if the kids are under 18, they may not necessarily fall under that legislation. But I think the fact is it is appropriate also. Police. Mm. Uh, the fact is that this young girl has attempted to take her own life, so it is absolutely serious and devastating. And I think every authority needs to be brought to, you know, this needs to be brought yes. to their attention. So you're saying, you know, you mentioned schools there, and I want to come back to that message. I know you caught it there. Just That person is 21 years working in the public service, and in the last yeah. 12 months, this has escalated. So you can see, it's not just a teenager, a young person thing. It can happen no, no, no. right across life. But are you saying, Shane, say it's the school or an employer or whatever, should you go that extra step and go to the Gardaí? If it's happening on social media, if it is, you know, if the stuff is 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 threatening, um, if if it's something which is impacting on your mental health in a severe way, yes, absolutely. The fact is that online bullying is now being recognised as being potentially life threatening. Mm. Um, there are policies and there is legislation around this, 
And, you know, our, the authorities are taking it more and more and more seriously all the time. There is legislation now that, that governs this stuff, and people have been brought to book over it. So I think absolutely take it to the Gardaí. I mean, I just want to address the, the, the young lady in question who was the subject of, of, of Esther's conversation with you as well, because, you know, there's some things that I really want to say to her, because my heart just goes out to her. Um, first things first, I know that Esther said that, that, that her daughter did come off the internet for a while. I just want to say, you know, the internet is an incredibly toxic place, and using social media as a platform for bullying, it's cowardly, and it's just plain wrong. You know, um, it can be a tough thing to do, but we all spent far too long on social media and on the Internet anyway. You take the power away from these trolls by simply coming off it. So step away. It might take a couple of months, months, but if they're not getting a response, they will turn their attentions elsewhere. So just take that away from them. Bullies feed on fear and they target people that they perceive as being vulnerable you know, and they make themselves feel better about the, the flaws that they see in themselves by picking at the individuals that they're targeting. That you've been targeted is absolutely awful. This is what I want to say to her. It's absolutely awful, but it is not in any way a judgment on you or who you are. It only reflects badly on the people who are bullying you. And please, please try and keep that in mind. And bullying can happen to anybody. Absolutely anybody. I've been victim to it myself on a number of occasions, both online and in the physical world. And one thing that I've learned is just don't give it oxygen. You cannot change the behavior of other people. You can only change how you respond to it. You know, the school going in and stopping this, that's their responsibility. It's not yours. Mm. Uh, and, and bullying, what it does is it makes us feel worthless. It makes us question our own worth. And that's why it's so dangerous. Uh, you know, I just want to say to Esther's daughter, she needs to spend a lot of time around the people who do love her. Uh, she needs to work with a therapist on building back up her own self-esteem and feelings of self-love. And she needs to be really kind to herself. She needs to look after herself, do the things that she enjoys and make make her feel good and feel happy. And I think that that's absolutely critical. Lovely um, words, Shane. I just want to come to something before it skips my mind, something you alluded sure. to a moment ago there. And it is this whole thing of social media and the companies that, you know, mm. facilitate this social media world, the likes of the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, etc., etc. Look, on this station today, if you say something or I say something on toward, we're in big trouble. It's the same oh, in the yeah. print media, Shane. You know this. Oh, but it is the Wild West out there on this. You can say anything about anybody. You can character destroy anybody. And you know yourself, mud sticks, you know this This uh, this thing happens and, and people are destroyed by it. Surely, surely it's now the time for regulation to kick in with these people. Yeah, and th this is a problem which which has been highlighted a number of times. You and I have talked about it before. I've written about it in various different publications. We're now living in a world where you can pretty much go online and, and people feel that they can say whatever they like because they've got the barrier of that screen there. You're not addressing somebody face to face. So you can articulate and verbalize in ways that you wouldn't if somebody was standing in front of you. Because if they were you'd be likely to get a puck in the head for yourself. Yeah. And, and sometimes justifiably so, I have to say. Uh, you know, there needs, to, I believe that there needs to be regulation. We are seeing that this is impacting on people's lives in really, really profound ways. 
Um, we, we live in this world now of cancel culture, where somebody posts something without thinking, you know, 15 years ago, and somebody dredges it up, and their their lives and their career are destroyed. And they might have said it when they were a teenager. You know, we've had instances of that where people said stuff when they were young and immature, and it's come back to, to affect them. Uh, you know, and I think that that is, is something which needs to be looked at. And we also need to look at, I think, how we debate certain topics. Um, are we quashing people's freedom to debate and freedom to express and explore ideas? At the same time, it can be incredible. It's an incredibly complex issue as well, because, I mean, I have friends who are members of various different minorities who feel that, you know, things that certain celebrities have said um, have had an incredibly um, kind of reversing effect on the rights and the well-being of their communities. I mean, I'm thinking, again, people like J.K. Rowling and stuff like yes. that, who, who and, and I've listened to, to people from, for example, the trans community talking about the effect that some of the things that she has said have had on them. And they're, they're really, really, truly devastated. But I think what we need to do is have a, a grown-up conversation about this where we maybe remove some of the emotion and, and, and try and look at it, um, mm. you know, intellectually. Are we, as a society, doing something which we're going to regret later on by actually quashing the capacity to have a debate? Now, it's it's really, really sensitive, and, and it's something that I'm sometimes in two minds about myself as to where we should go in relation to this. But this idea of, 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 of thousands of people jumping on and, 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 and piling on and, and, and devastating somebody... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not always necessarily comfortable yes. about uh, that. And, and really, I know that. It's really difficult. It is. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not an easy one, Shane. Look, um, we last evening just took a tour of social media with this in mind, the interview today with Esther and talking to you and some of the stuff, Shane, that people post. You know, there's a situation we're familiar with here and you want to read some of the words. You know what I mean? Sure. The racism against people, the threatening nature, you know, of actual violence it's, yeah. it's, it, it'd just make the hair stand on the back of your neck. You see, where, as I understand it, because I was looking at this this morning knowing that we were going to be talking about it, where violence of any kind is threatened, uh, even in an online forum, in, in Ireland at least, that is considered to be a threat of assault, and you can pursue that using the law. Mm. So that, that, that's something that you do need, that, that does need to be underscored. If somebody in an online situation physically threatens you, um, you know, in any way at all, that that can be perceived as a legal yes. threat, and you can actually take action against that. So never feel that you need to sit there and and take that. You know, I think that sometimes the problem that we have is, um, you know, we, we it's it's about taking the power back. You know, one of the things that I do on a regular basis is I post on my own social media feed. I post the the worst negative reviews that I can find of my books. You know, yep. somebody comes on and says something crappy about one of my books. I'll mm. actually post it. Mm. I take the power back. I said, you know what? Look, you want to say this about me? That's absolutely fine. But I actually don't care. Yeah. And I'll actually post an article with my top five fav- favorite negative reviews of my books. And that immediately takes the power away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you that for people that do experience bullying, bullying, you know what you need to do is cut it dead. Stand up for yourself. You'll feel better about it afterwards if you do. Mm. So tell them to feck off. 
and then get yourself out of the situation. One of the things that happens online, unfortunately, is it's like picking at a, at a sore. We feel that we need to keep on going back and looking at what they're saying. That's just giving it oxygen. Shut it down and just walk away. Um, you know, sometimes bullying is up front and it's in your face, but often, like that poor lady, or it could have been a gentleman, I don't know, who was talking about 21 years in the public sector yes. of experience bullying. And listen, sometimes Shane, just while you're there, just come back to yeah. me before we finish. Still listening, that person has just come in again here to me in the car, and tuned in and saying that the bullies have a group chat and they talk each evening after work and continue the conversations in work and I'm excluded from it. The dignity at work policy is not worth the paper it's written on. That person needs to move on this they do if, if it's being said online in a group chat you can take screenshots of that and you can bring it to your employers yeah and that's take a very action. important message yeah. take action don't sit there and, and, and allow it you know it, it can be really insidious mm. and this is the problem and it can sneak up on you um, but one of the things I, I really feel and if I get this one message across today I think it's worthwhile toxic people we don't need them in our lives. If they, if they make us feel bad about ourselves, and people can be really, really subtle about the way that they bully. They, they can say things that could be interpreted this way or they could be interpreted that way. If someone is making you feel bad about yourself, cut them out of your life. If you can't cut them out of your life because you have to deal with them in the workplace, minimize the way that you need to deal with them. And also, you know, there's emotional barriers that we can put up when we're dealing with people that are toxic. Before you have to go and meet with them, just sit down for a few minutes and say to yourself, I am a strong person, I'm a powerful person, and I'm somebody who deserves dignity. And this person that I'm going to meet, they're not worthy of, of, of my having a relationship with them. And what they, you know, how they deal with me, how they respond with me, it can't hurt me. Mm. And keep that in your mind when you're dealing with them. Deal with them in whatever way you have to, and then walk away and, 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 and don't spend time. Oh, Shane, you know something. You them in your life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Shane, you've been brilliant. And, and I knew this. I knew you were the man to talk to on foot of the interview earlier on today. I appreciate every moment of your time, every oh, word you said Jerry. there. You've been a great help, I'm sure, to so many people listening today. I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Jerry. See Take you care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Shane Dunphy there. What a brilliant, brilliant man and what great advice. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition. Definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 